You are listening to The Business Wilderness, the voice of entrepreneurs. Welcome to the Business Wilderness. My name is Ahmed Ahuli, and today I have Evan from Gadget Flow. Evan, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the show. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Evan, let's go back in time when you were a young man in school. Who, who, who were you? What did you used to like doing? And where are you today? That's a tough one. Um, <laughs> so I always that I wanted to yeah, work in the tech industry, um, either, you know, do some coding or marketing or product development or build a business. I always had this entrepreneurial, let's just say, feeling um, that I want to do new stuff, innovative stuff, and um, work on something exciting, you know. I was always pretty much against the usual 9 to 5, you know, just working to sustain yourself. Nothing wrong with that. I just... You know, pretty much from my end, I focus on uh, getting the most out of what I'm doing every day, you know, because you spend like almost half of your life pretty much uh, working. So if you don't enjoy what you do, I consider that a big fail. Absolutely. And um, tell us a bit about your journey in your early years and how you got to Gadgetflow. Sure. So basically, I'm the founder and CEO of Gadgetflow. Uh, product discovery platform. I'm also an advisor and investor in a few other tech companies, and I write for Forbes, Inc., and Huffington Post. Uh, so basically, back in the day, back in before like Casual back in 2011, um, I had a media agency in Greece. Uh, I was building websites, doing marketing, uh, product design, print design, pretty much everything in between. Uh, we worked with mostly European companies, but also local businesses and in Greece, and uh, Gadgetflow was pretty much pretty much came to us as an idea uh, in uh, 2012. We were working on our own projects internally as a business because uh, we knew how to market a product, we knew to build a website, how to build a business, pretty much, right? So we thought, you know, keep doing it for other customers. It's time to do it, you know, for our own projects, pretty much, right? So we came up with the idea of Gadgetflow. Uh, we realized that there was a gap in the market. On one hand, you had pretty much all these um, in-depth uh, blogs, such as like in Gadget and Gizmodo, writing about the latest technologies and everything. But they were doing like you know one, two, three thousand uh, word articles, right? So on the other hand, you had all these smaller affiliate websites that were pretty much prioritizing on um, you know selling as many products as possible so they can make their commission. So basically, basically, Gadget posted somewhere in between. Basically, it's a product discovery platform. We curate about 12 new products every day. We don't do affiliate marketing. Uh, we just showcase products that we think that uh, our users will like. And we do that since 2012. Uh, we reach about 28 million consumers on a monthly basis with our web platform, mobile apps, social media channels, newsletter lists, uh, and so on. Wow, amazing. And, and, and you guys are international or only in, in the States and Greece? or? So, so basically, uh, we're three Greek co-founders. Uh, we incorporated the business in the States, though, and I moved to the States like two years ago. 
uh, in New York, uh, so we're headquartered there. Our team, though, works remotely, so we have people from West Coast, East Coast, Canada, Europe as well, um, and uh, we're, we're 30 people today. Amazing. I mean, building marketplaces is no easy, easy task. You guys have you guys have built a marketplace. You've got 28 million people coming through every single month. That's phenomenal. Talk to us about some of the challenges that you guys face building this marketplace. Yeah. So I mean, of course, it's not easy, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, when we when we pretty much started back in the day, uh, it's a it's a self-funded business, right? We didn't go. Uh, knocking doors uh, of like VC firms or anything like that, taking a loan. So we pretty much started from when day one and our goal is to be, was I guess, to be profitable back in the day, right? And of course we are today as well. Um, but you know, from your end, when you're like building a business, um, you're, I guess you're a bit more strict when it comes to capital and when it comes to revenue streams and when it comes to expenses, right? So you, you're like hesitant. When it comes to hiring people, you feel like you, you don't know whether it's the right time or not. So it's like bad. You're taking risks and everything. So definitely wasn't easy early on because you, as the founder, you know the founding members, I guess, of a company, um, you're like uh, pretty much wearing so many different hats, right? You're the author, the designer, the coder, uh, <laughs> the accountant, and pretty much yeah. everything in between for the first few months. And yeah. it's it's a process. It's fun. Um, so we, we were profitable within, uh, the first, uh, on our, on our fifth or sixth month. Uh, so that was like late 2012. Um, and, uh, yeah, pretty much we were trying to figure out what would be like a decent business model for us back in the day, because like I said, we don't do affiliate marketing, right? So we thought, okay, we could, we could scale this project, let's just say with banner advertising. We tried that for a couple of years. Uh, we're generating like you know, five figure, let's just say, uh, payout on a monthly basis, but obviously it wasn't scalable, right? So we did the ads, uh, in, uh, mid, mid, late 20, 2014, basically. Um, so some of the challenges was from my end, you know, um, basically the fact that we didn't hire fast enough because we thought that we could just do everything on our own, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is obviously not true. And that's, that's an issue that many founders, let's just say, Especially startups have these days that um, they're, they're they're having a hard time letting go some of the tasks, some of the day to day responsibilities, right? Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, this is I'm not gonna call it, I'm not gonna say it's like, but could have done better when it comes to hiring because um, soon as we basically hired other individuals to take on these tasks, so to say, um, we freed up so much time to. You know, plan for the future and uh, work on what are we doing next when it comes to Gazoo in terms of features, in terms of growth, uh, in terms of you know financial planning, and pretty much everything else, right? Wow, amazing, uh, fascinating story. Um, okay, I mean, especially with marketplaces, uh, there's always the, the the two sides. What comes first, the product or the consumer, or you know. You have to fill them both out. Did you guys face any, any challenges um, filling out your products and then attracting attracting the actual the actual consumer? Which one would you say was the more difficult? Yeah. 
So user feedback has been by far a priority since the early days because we're trying to build just an e-commerce website from which you can just purchase a product and call it a day, right? Yeah. Um, our goal was to do something creative, something innovative, something unique uh, that people would uh, enjoy using, not not just shop or discover products, but you know, like UX UI wise, for example, right? Yeah. We we wanted to build something unique, and I think that we achieved that uh, even during our early days. Uh, but definitely, don't go looking for our first version. I don't think that <laughs> <laughs> like compared to today, it's not gonna be something that yeah. You yeah. Know so yeah, feedback has been by far the priority. Um, so we've been we've been pretty much asking, uh, especially our early users, our first few users, right? We've been asking for feedback. We're like, you know, would you prefer doing this or that, or what would you change? So we adapted uh, pretty much on a on a monthly basis, right? Based on the feedback that we've been uh, uh, we have been receiving from from our users and our community. So we we were listening to them instead of saying, okay, we are the experts. We're you know we're the uh, basically, the people behind this brand, and we're basically we're having this section, right? Uh, instead, we listen to you, and you can influence what's what's going to happen next on Gadgetful. And that's definitely one of the reasons that Gadgetful has succeeded because we build a product around our users, not the other way around. Very nice, Amazon style. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, especially nowadays, it's. Um, it's very important to know and understand what your user wants. The, the consumer is very convenient. Everything's at the literally at a press of a button. So it's very, very important. I think that's a, a great move by, by you guys. Okay, um, so. Appreciate it. No worries, no worries. So what is the future for, for you guys? Where are you guys heading? So right now, so we're both B2B to C company, right? So from our perspective, the possibilities are pretty much endless when it comes to our product. Um, so we, the way we monetize it right now is by working with businesses that are launching uh, crowdfunding campaigns where they want to um, increase sales on their e-commerce store or Amazon, Shopify or Etsy uh, product listing, for example. Um, so we introduce their product to our community, but of course, uh, they still have to go through an evaluation process uh, that we have internally. So if the product fits um, and uh, you know it's a great hit for get flow, then we move forward with pretty much promoting it to our entire audience uh, through web placements, feature placements, app placements, and so on. Um, so that has been you know by far one of the most successful um, you know services that we're offering these days. We've worked with over seven thousand businesses since 2012, including HP. Sony, uh, Lenovo, Fortune wow. 500 companies, and uh, over 4,000 crowdfunding campaigns. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So, so, go on, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Basically, we've uh, we were big in crowdfunding like since 20, 2013. Um, so that has worked very well uh, with uh, with you know basically where we're heading with with Gadgetflow. Because we adapted uh, to that market as well, and uh, basically we launched uh, a couple new uh, products uh, during 2018. One was Crowd Insights, which is basically we're um, reviewing, let's just say, landing page uh, designs or crowdfunding campaigns with uh, one of our users. So we have a matchmaking, let's just say, system built in um, from which a, someone that you know sells a product on the website or has a crowdfunding campaign could get 
honest feedback from one of our users, right? One of the advanced users. And of course, our users are getting paid, we're getting paid, and the customer gets um, thorough review, let's just say, of the landing page. And uh, they're pretty much able to increase conversion rate by applying those small to difficult, let's just say, changes to their landing page. So that's another product that came out of, uh, out of that beta um, a few weeks ago, and it's going great. And then the other next uh, thing, next big thing that we're working on right now, and it's due next week, is uh, the gadget for unboxing segment. So we partnered with Johnny Kaplan, pretty famous tech reporter, and we're going to be doing like weekly uh, unboxing videos for tech products and crowdfunding. Wow. Very excited about that. Awesome. So, so, so you guys start to act a bit more like a media company now, or and a, a yeah, segment of much. yeah. Very nice. Pretty very much. nice. Yeah. All right. So things are very, very well now. I mean, uh, you you mentioned earlier you, you probably would, would have hired earlier if 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 you mm -hmm. could. Um, yeah. Let's say we we took you back in time. What else would you would you have done differently? Um. I'm not the kind of person who has regrets, right? Um, so I, I would that. do yeah. everything pretty much. Yeah, I would do everything exactly the same way. The only thing is basically hiring people faster, pretty much, and let it go. Some of the early tasks that we were working on and we're feeling com uh, comfortable, right? Uh, in general, like a quick tip is you know to get out of your comfort zone. You only you're only being creative and you're you're creating something let's just say innovative when you're outside of your comfort zone. Um, and that's, that's, that's the fact, right? Because everyone wants to feel safe, everyone wants to, you know, sit in their small or big whatever office and do the same thing every day for the next like 30 <laughs> or 40 years, right? But yeah. you want, you know, yeah, basically you want to create something that's like interesting if you do that. You have to, uh, it's like traveling, right? Like people that don't travel, they're not uh, easily, let's just say, inspired compared to those that take like three or four or ten trips every year. Right? Pretty much, pretty much the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Wow, interesting. Um, okay, for those that uh, aspire to build marketplaces or are building marketplaces themselves, what advice would you give them? Uh, as far as marketing, well, basically, I would start, I would start with uh, I would start with branding, right? Because branding is something that's uh, that you're going to carry, let's say, for the next uh, years. Because business that you're building is pretty much successful, right? So you have to care about your brand, uh, like it's pretty much your <laughs> your own kid, right? Um, yeah. and, and it is in some sense. Um, so branding is by far like one of the most important factors. And the second thing is marketing and adapting to new trends. Because many people are like, okay, I know these five, ten things from my bachelor's degree or my master's degree or my previous, let's just say, uh, job, and I'm going to apply them in the next two years on this e-commerce website that I'm building. Well, guess what? Everything you know is outdated, <laughs> right? Um, the market changes, yeah, really fast, really fast. And uh, due to the fact that most people, well, most businesses that are directly involved with e-commerce these days, they're part of like groups, Facebook, and Reddit, and LinkedIn. So they pretty much share with each other best practices, techniques, new things to try out, um, you know, A-B tests and stuff like that. So something that working really good right now uh, when it comes to growth hacking and getting the word out and you know boosting your sales with this and that tactic pretty much becomes mainstream within uh, weeks or months whereas back in 2010, 2010 for instance as an example um, 
it could take years for it, for something to, to become like you know to, to become mainstream to the e-commerce uh, market, right? Like yeah, for example, man. upselling tickets or related items, or you've seen this or that, or this user bought this or that. Like these these things like these days are like pretty common. Like even on Shopify, if you build a store, you can literally within minutes install all install all these components, all these atoms, um, and uh, get the most out of it. Whereas back in 2010, you would have you would have to spend like tens of thousands of dollars to build these systems. Hundred percent. So not everyone could afford it. Times yep. have changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, sorry, man. I I cut you off there. Yeah, no, no worries. Uh, and just basically, the last thing is uh, pretty much uh, adapting to new trends. Like I said, uh, uh, as fast as you can. Uh, no matter if you think that this thing, you know, even if, if, if you're not sure that this thing is going to work or not, it's definitely worth a try. With and I'm talking from personal experience because here at Gadgetflow, we have this philosophy, right? Like adapt or die, pretty much as a company. It's uh, it has done only good to us as a business because we were one of the first companies, for example, that uh, integrated with Apple's VR kit, the augmented reality kit, basically the offers back in 2017, which basically Gadgetflow on the App Store and uh, the Idea app and House app, of course, one of the biggest players in the market. Um, so that has been that has worked great for us. We're able to pretty much uh, 10x our downloads for the first like three months that AR went live on the App Store, right? Just because we integrated the, the latest technology. And I can give you like countless examples with that. For example, the Google AMP technology, right? Um, that speeds up the uh, page load of your entire website or specific dedicated pages through Google search results. So we implemented that. We instantly saw a 20% increase within uh, the first quarter uh, of our Google traffic. Um, and, you know, again, I can go on and on and on with this. Uh, but the, the, the core idea here is to be able to quickly adapt to new trends, to quickly get informed about these trends, right? And always have someone on your side if you're not, you know, if you don't know how to code, if you don't know how to um, implement this technology or this add-on or that add-on. Um, it's smart to have someone on your side, right, uh, to do that, to do these things for you. Well, there you go. Ivan, thank you very much. Um, you, you've been absolutely amazing. Shared a lot of insight with us. All the best with your future, with your with your future ventures. Before we let you go, where where can we find you online? Uh, you can check out Gadgetflow at gadgetflow.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Evan Barr, which is E V A N B A R. Ladies and gentlemen, Evan from uh, Gadgetflow, follow him. He's got a lot to say, uh, a lot of insight. Definitely should learn a few things from him. Evan, thank you very much for joining me on the Business Wilderness. Thanks for having me. You are listening to the Business Wilderness the voice of entrepreneurs.